You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome into Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. Text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim. Live in Green Bay, we got Carly uh, in Wisconsin. Jacob, the beard in Wisconsin. What are you sipping on there, Jacob? What you got in that cup, big dog? Hazelnut black coffee. A little hazelnut diesel. All right, I hear you, <laughs> Get it cranked up this morning. Tim, were you sipping on? I mean, you had an important uh, appointment this morning, didn't you, Bub? Yeah, no, it's tomorrow morning. So <laughs> here, here I am. Did you so, uh, did you actually go there? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on. yeah. Hold on, Michael Scott mode. Yep. Oh no, it's <laughs> like remember the episode when they convinced Dwight that it was uh it was Friday when it wasn't? Remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah, that God, the best. yeah, that is the best. Carly, how you doing? I'm doing, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm doing all right. I was getting a little bit of um, breaking up of the feed, but it's showing that my internet signal is strong, so I didn't know. Was anybody else getting that? Um, seems okay on my end. How about you guys? You guys good? Good here. All right. Cool. We'll me. see if anybody says anything in the chat. Thank you for that, Carly. Though. We'll see if we uh, have any problems for sure. Um, sometimes yeah, it's no weird. Worries. Sometimes there's been people in the chat say, hey, my feed's breaking up, and everyone else is like, no, we're good. And it, it just, I don't know, it just seems spotty, but. Anyway, we'll control what we can control. We'll at least have a fun conversation here. I know that. Um, so we got the combine obviously ki- officially kicking off today. We're going to have some guys running around in their underwear, you know, doing 40-yard dashes, stuff like that. So, um, Jacob, you uh, you grabbed a schedule earlier today, didn't you? If you'll pop that on the screen there, if you uh, if you remember where you put it here, just to kind of talk about what's, uh, what's going to be going on today at the combine. Uh, obviously, uh, Thursday, February 29th, which is today, right, Tim? Not Friday. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the gates will open at the combine experience at one o'clock, and it's, it looks like they're they're going until seven tonight. Um, the drills will start at three Eastern, so that's two Lambo time, two Central time, and it's going to be defensive linemen and linebackers. 
that are going to be performing today. I think they're going to be pretty much doing everything that we're going to talk about. 40-yard dashes, uh, bench press, everything, I believe. And, and I don't know exactly how it's structured. They, uh, unless you're there in the house and you got a schedule in hand, sometimes that stuff can get a little bit uh, tedious. But nonetheless, you know, we've uh, we've talked about this all offseason. Um, you know, this has its place. And it's exactly what Daniel Jeremiah said on that that long video that we played for you guys. We broke it up into two episodes, just talking about the things that the scouts go through. The tape is most important. That's what he always talked about. That's why I try to get my draft info in so early. Um, I, I try to mention that to people because you'll see my board ends up much different than other people's. It's because you've seen the shuffling just this week, right, guys? I mean, Jacob, you've been really keyed in on, on the draft information this week. And has things not just went haywire this week? Like all of a sudden Cooper DeGene in some in some cases is is literally the number one corner in the, in the draft now. Yeah. Uh, definitely at certain positions with certain guys, which is the Cooper DeGene one is really weird to me for a number of reasons. But yeah, um, I think we've seen a lot of that at D linemen too. Certain guys have been kind of shooting up the boards and safety groups starting to look a little crowded now too. But I mean, this is good. And like you said, I tried to get as much of my lists done before I watched the draft uh, or the draft, the combine, just because I'm, I know that there's going to be some bias seeping in once I start seeing those dudes running the four three forties. My mind's gonna get scrambled. <laughs> it happens, man. Stuff goes out the window. So, <clears throat> yeah, it, it to me, it's the same type of mindset when we do a post game show, right? You'll hear me say a thousand times, and it's so boring. Like I, I tried, I try not to have a like a strong take either way, right? Because I haven't looked at the tape. I haven't looked at okay, what was their actual assignment? Were they in zone? Were they in man? Were they in cover three, cover two, what what was going through that player's mind at that time rather than just go, ah, that idiot, what's he doing, you know, on the fly. It's the same way with the draft board and the reason I create the the nucleus of the draft board before the, the combine hits because I would be doing the same exact thing. Man. I'd be going, all right, this guy's the fastest, then he needs to be at the top of the board. I think there are some GMs that really think like that, man. They're kind of cut from that cloth, you know. Um, the Packers, obviously, they – they favor a certain build and that type of thing. Um, David Mitchell, a new uh, YouTube member of the PTA Posse. Welcome aboard, sir. I've seen this, too. This is really cool, man. Um, David says, uh, good morning, all. Just paid off my mortgage today, so I might have to spike my diesel now. That's what I'm talking about, David. Congratulations. Uh, get free. Let's go. Already spending that money. Already yeah. spending that money right. for uh, on, a, on, on a membership with us. <laughs> <laughs> he walked into that. He walked into that loan officer's office like, Who do you think you are? I am. Exactly. As one financial advisor once said, if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up, David. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that financial advisor was 50 Cent, I believe. But congratulations, man. That's absolutely awesome, dude. See, David comes in here spreading positive news. You know what I mean? Everybody's fired up for him. Emilio comes in here stirring the pot. He says, beat myself in here this morning and beat Jacob in here too. Boom. Right? Then Jacob comes back and says, Emilio likes man buns. <laughs> <laughs> we need that boom roasted drop. You're right, Dan. We got roasted. that. Boom roasted. Yeah. So, uh, Dan Fish in the chat says, good morning, everyone. Looking forward to getting some numbers from the combine. Will be real interesting seeing what the player's RAS is that we've been mocking. I completely agree. And, and what I did was I made a list of seven linebackers that I really want to key in on. Uh, today and just kind of keep an eye on okay what's their RAS is looking like and and we'll get to that here in a minute that list and and where I've got them ranked on my board as it sits right now. Um, Reef in the chat said I'm interesting interested to see how we spend the cap. Uh, it looks like 
Uh, we like the rookie portal this year. So here's the thing about the cap. Um, part of me, and again, I, I think they're going to spin. I think they're, I think they've got something in mind. But part of me also is like, maybe Goody's sitting back going, we're in a really good spot. Like, we were arguably the hottest team in the league when we kind of had that, that second half, you know, debacle there against San Francisco. What if he says, let's just focus on building through the draft. Let's don't spend any money. And, and let's restructure, like, to the point where they're at right now, I feel like they're getting themselves into that range where they, they've got their operating money. And what I mean by that is every team wants to keep somewhere between 5 and $10 million free, at least during the season, to operate with. You know, you have an injury, you got to sign a player, you got to do this, you got you to maneuver around the cap just to get through the season. Um, part of me sitting here like, like, okay, maybe Goody's just, let's get to that point. And, and maybe he feels good about the draft. Now, I hope he's a little bit active in free agent because I think the window has opened for the Packers. Maybe we go around mm -hmm. the horn with that real quick. Like, we'll start with you, uh, Tim. Do you think, as you get a big gulp there, do you think um, do you think that, that Super Bowl window is open for the Packers? And really what that means, guys, is are you a top-five team in the league? Do you think you're a top-five a top five team in the league? It doesn't mean a team outside of the top-five can't win the Super Bowl, but – do you think they've got that window open right now, or do you think they're maybe a year or two away, Tim? I think we're as close as we have been in recent memory. I think we're uh, at the windowsill with our hands on on the handles, getting ready to open it up. And, you know, the league, it really is. It's a year-to-year -year league. I mean, there's teams that could have been powerhouses last season that might not even be relevant this year, and, you know, vice versa, teams that we may have slept on and might make a run, but – it does look like Goody's getting his ducks in a row here. And, uh, you know, we see the restructures coming in. Uh, I anticipate a couple more uh, in the coming days. Um, yeah. And I, I think you have to. I think you got to hit the draft out of the park and you have to be open to bringing in, you know, free agent. Uh, if one becomes available, that makes sense. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think we we learned that the way the Packers closed out that season that uh, they're for real. And it's going to be real interesting to see the way the talking heads uh, chat about the Packers going into this season, because we know what the narrative was last year going into the season. Um, and, uh, you know, we proved a lot of those people wrong, uh, <clears throat> Colin Coward. And, um, you know, I, I think the window is open or it's opening, put it that way. Um, it's yeah. definitely uh, it's definitely time. It is time. Uh, Kevin Green, for sure. I know people got tired of hearing me say it. All I kept saying last offseason going into the season, Jacob, was don't let them forget. They pick us to finish dead last in the North. Don't let them forget that. Um, now, with David Bakhtiari, here's the thing, too. What we just said about maybe Goody just wants to walk into this year. If you keep Bach on the roster, that might be the game plan there a little bit. You can still restructure a ton of a ton of uh, uh, players and, and free up cap. But if Bach isn't back and you cut him, right, and and you and it, Goody said, and whether he's lying or not, and I don't think Goody lies. I think he might mislead people a touch. But if if what he's saying is is honest, what he's saying is by March 13th, you will know if if Box going to be on the roster or not, right? He said we're gonna we're gonna make that decision before then. Then that means if he's on the roster after March 13th, probably going to be here, right? Now will he be healthy? That's going to be the big question, right? And and will he still? Could he possibly retire? It's possible, but if you do cut Bach, you're freeing up 20 million. Now you almost have to go spend, don't you, uh, Jacob? But keep in mind too, Jordan Love, 44 million dollars a year, man, projected value. So, yeah, um, 
I mean, the box situation. I like the electricity bill was due there. He went, yeah. <laughs> I keep going back and forth with Bach because I'm such a, I'm one of those like loyal guys. You know, I never want to see Aaron Jones go. I would have preferred if Rogers just retired that, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, uh, if I'm looking at this as a pure money decision, I just don't see how we can sit there. I, I would be very shocked if at, after the 13th that we are bringing back Bach um, just yeah. for the reason to like if he's not even it's a coin toss to see if he's even ready to start you know training camp like i don't want to do that again i'm not gonna start that same roller coaster over i'm sick of that ride so if we yeah. can give me 20 million that i can put forth towards maybe shoring up the safety room maybe putting together a few um offensive linemen and then really honestly taking a draft really seriously to try to fill out that you know third and fourth linebacker spot the safeties maybe another two cornerbacks and two linemen. And then I think we are ready to, to make a Super Bowl, like a legit top three team. If we can, if we have a draft like we did last year and we can plug in four or five starters, I think that we're unstoppable I mean, for the next two or three years because that window still before we have to pay anybody really is yeah. crazy. I'm with you on Bach. Like if if the trainers come to him and, and everybody's evaluating him and they're going, hey, look, this is different. This is different this time. The knee is fixed now. Um, granted, he's still older, but, you know, the knee is fixed. He's going to be good. This is his best shot at playing that you've had in the last five years. I'm a, I'm a little more like, okay, let's let's work out a deal. Let's get a pay cut in place to where we can save some money and, and keep him around. But if they can't give you that, at least a solid firm like this is different, I'm with you, man. Just move on. You know, it sucks, but that's that's football, right? Carly, what about you? Anything you got to add to this uh, this conversation here? As far as Bakhtiari goes, I think I'm with Mark here. He said restructure or cut. It's just so much money. And to not be sure how his knee's going to hold up, I feel I feel really bad because we know it's not for his lack of caring or lack of trying or lack of rehab or anything, but it's just kind of how the cookie crumbles at times. Um, as far as the draft and defense and free agencies, I, I think – tell me what you guys think. I'd really like to know your take on it since you're a lot more experienced in the football world. But I feel like that – presence or better you know veteran positions especially uh, like linebackers I feel like that would make could make such a difference because of how much rookies have to learn about looking at NFL offenses and how we even saw our defense just get more comfortable as the year went on with what they saw and so I'm thinking that one or two really good veterans on defense could make a huge difference in terms of um, getting those interceptions, making takeaways, things that actually sets up our offense to get more possessions and score those points that could just kind of push us over the edge into that, hey, we really have a shot category. But um, mm -hmm. I'd like to know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's Probably real simple. Yeah, yeah. We, got, <laughs> we got that cap room now. Bring yeah. All I was thinking while you were you were explaining that was Bobby Wagner in the middle and maybe throw <laughs> a Lohi Gilman in the, as a safety or, or even Geno Stone. I mean, you could – you could take just those three guys alone, right? Bobby Wagner at four million, um, Geno Stone at six and a half million, Alohi Gilman at two point seven million is their market value is set. I mean, what are you looking at there? You're looking at thirteen million dollars, right? And you, you, and let's be honest, you, the way the Packers are working the cap right now, that should be thirteen million clean slate cap hit this year. But the way the numbers are working out, something like a 20% decrease on the current year and how they're maneuvering the cap. So you're probably looking at closer to just 10 million on cap hit this year with the way you could restructure or the way you could 
position everything. So, yeah, you're uh, you're preaching to the choir there, Carly. I think that would be an excellent move for sure. And 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 again, you you've got the maneuverability right now, and that's with Bach on the roster at forty million. You've still got like we've got six, seven more contracts that are primed to be restructured, and uh, and a couple of those probably going to take a pay cut. I think Devondre Campbell. You know, we we talked about. Um, Preston Smith, right, and how you know cutting him outright would just free up two point five million dollars, right? Devondre Campbell, guess what his number was two point five eight. So don't be surprised if that gets renegotiated a little bit, and we free up another two and a half, three million there. I think that could be on the docket next if we're staying in the same vein of how Goody's working the cap at the at the current moment. So um, with that being said, let's finish up here in the chat, and then we'll get to a quick video, combine video, and we'll get into some combine talk for sure. You guys okay with this background? This is the obviously Lucas Oil Stadium in India. Would y'all rather see Lambo back there? Let me know, man, if you want to change it. Oh, it's combine day. We're we're good. We're good with it. All right. We'll show uh, Pat McAfee's playground here in the background. <laughs> there you go. Matter of fact, that might be his box down there in the end zone on the very bottom. <laughs> of it. Um, good stuff. Let's see here. Uh, Reese says, uh, Clayton, are you take are you talking B plus players, we A or A plus? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I think he was talking about the players that you were recommending that we pick up um, on defense. I think he's saying like you're you're talking these are B plus players, we're A or A plus. Is that right, Reef? Sounds like. I still don't understand. I'm so ignorant, guys. I'm lost. But I think that's what he was going with. Gotcha. You got uh you see anything about this uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. I'm, I'm seeing reports Uh-oh. that that the we, Bucks might... breaking, do we have breaking news, Tim. I, do we have breaking Peter, news? Listen, uh, hold on. We don't we don't have a breaking news soundbot, but we got this. Go ahead. That's our breaking <laughs> news. Penterreport.com saying Bucks may not franchise tag Antoine Winfield Jr. After all, hmm. so um, one of two things: is there anything attached there to Tim that says they've been in talks about a new contract? You yeah, they're. They're in talks with all their their free agents: Baker, Tristan Wirfs, Levante okay. David, Mike Evans, um, and Antoine Winfield. The thing with Winfield is, I love him as a player, but he's probably going to be looking for like four years, right? You know, three four year deal, lots of money. You know, mm-hmm. even with the cap room, you know, I don't know. Can we pay that much for a you know a decent veteran safety? Yeah, I, just, um, I don't know. You're okay, like I like I said, the old. The old saying, um, the old uh, Bill Walsh and Michael Lombardi, uh, Bill Belichick, you you overpay for great, you never overpay for good. I, I yeah. feel pretty comfortable saying Antoine Winfield is great. Um, I could be wrong, but I feel I feel pretty comfortable saying that. Deadfish, speaking of safety in the chat, said, I would think if the Packers took DeGene, uh, he would play primarily as a safety. Um, you know, there's there should be some versatility there. It's funny, I looked on the screen and that's the first person I – I see there, so they got a little highlight reel running of them. Um, you know, that's the problem I have with those type of players, you know. Um, Brian Branch last year was different because it was like th- that dude did stuff historical um, as far as tackling rate, right? And and that was the big, big problem with the Packers defense the year before. With the Gene, I don't see him quite like the Brian Branch type player. I could be wrong. Obviously, he's a, I think he's got a little bit better size there at 6'1", but – um, I, I don't know, man. Jacob, what do you think? Do I get a little nervous when we talk about players like, well, oh, we could play him at corner, we could play him at safety? I'm like, it's kind of like the old Bill Parcells quote if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback, you know, that type of yeah. thing, or like a co manager, 
Yeah. And Where would we be without the two folks? Assistant to the regional manager, right? So, yeah, I'm honestly with you. So I have my reserve, my reservations about Cooper DeGene, even though right off the bat, I thought that that was my guy. Um, he does look like he's very talented, but there are plays where I watch and I just feel like I don't know if it's going to translate to the NFL level. Um, and I just would feel a little more comfortable going with one of the other safeties. I, I would honestly kind of feel better about Bullard or um, honestly Newbin or any of those guys over Newbin. <laughs> even if you're going to try to, yeah, if you're going to try to play him, I think you still got to leave him maybe as that slot. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't. I want to see how he translates into the NFL because it's it's a little it's a lot different. Coming and off an injury too. Yeah. No. Coming off yeah. the injury and he's a white guy. I mean, there's only been a couple. We, we need that cut up. That needs to be a sound job. Jacob going, he's a white guy. We, 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 there's only been a couple. You ever hear that, that Shane Gillis skit where he's like, the last one, there's there's two of them left at the San Diego Zoo and they won't mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shane Gillis is awesome, man. I, that's the first time, not to get up too far off topic here, but his Saturday Night Live stuff, obviously he was a little nervous there in the monologue. I still thought he did a great job. That was the first time in a long time that I felt like, okay, maybe we're getting a little bit closer to people kind of coming together a little bit. Because he, in the past, that would have gotten ran off the air. Do you, you guys agree with that or am I wrong? Yeah. It felt like finally they were making fun of both sides again like they used to do it. I used to watch it all the time with my family. And we would yeah. laugh the whole, you know, you'd watch it the whole day. The yeah. Whole time through. Yeah. Anyway, Ron Sample says, if the defense is in the top third of the league – Causing turnovers, we could be a dangerous team. It's it's so important, Ron. That's what was missing last year, and uh, and you guys have heard me talk about it over and over and over. It's it's that's why I was just sitting here, you know, with my hand on my face, like in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Joe Barry can't catch the football for these guys. Like There were so many dropped interceptions. Um, hopefully, Halfley has got a plan to get that buttoned up, get it fixed, right? Um, because if, if we had caught half of the dropped interceptions, I think I counted eight or nine watching the tape last year. If we had just caught in half of those, probably won two more games. And we probably beat San Francisco, to be honest with you. So yeah. um, kind of tough, man. But, hey, that's football, man. That's football. All right, so let's get into this uh, This talk about, you know, defensive linemen, linebackers, all that good stuff. When we talk about running the 40-yard dash, one of my favorite stories. Have you guys ever heard the Deion Sanders 40-yard dash story? This is oh, yeah. gold. I'm hoping that someone watching has never seen it or heard of it, but let's go behind the scenes, and we're going way back. Obviously, Deion uh, ran the 40. I'm assuming this was late 80s, early 90s. I think it was early 90s, if I remember correctly, but – Neon Deion Sanders comes in and uh, he was like one of the prize possessions, you know, of the draft, right? Everybody oh, was, he wouldn't even talk to people outside of the top. What was it? Top five or whatever. He's like, I ain't interview. I'm not going to be around for that. Like I ain't going to do it. He was just so, and this is the story about him showing up to the combine and running the 40 yard dash. I absolutely love it. This is coach prom at Colorado. It's funny too, watching his persona as a player, and then going behind the scenes on Amazon Prime and seeing him as a coach, he's so old school. But when you see these videos, you would think he's totally the opposite of that. Um, it's just really cool to see him as a player, him as a coach. But here's Coach Prime just uh, coming in and, and dominating two seconds at the at the combine and then getting back in his limo and getting out of town. Now, when it came to the 40-yard dash, it's all kind of crazy rumors that transpired about the 40. Coach Belichick told me point blank, because and I played for Coach, and I was like, hey, tell me this Deion Sanders urban legend thing. Were you in the building? He's like, Mike, it's truth. Many different people say this. I know. I've talked to many sources. I've talked to Deion, Mr. Primetime himself. With, with certain guys, it's, it's the truth, then it's the myth, then it's the legendary tale, because everybody want to be in on it. But this is what truly happened. In 1989, let me tell you, the combine was nothing like it is today. I don't know how many media we had there in 1989, but it was a fraction of what you have right now. I went to the combine in a business suit, clean as the Board of Health. He wore the jewelry, he had the clothes. Cleaner than the Board of Health. <laughs> he even had the nice, greasy jerry curl. And I knew, without a shadow of a doubt, I was the best thing since peanut butter and jelly. Why? Because I was a shit down corner before the name was even given. He's being ranked as the best pure corner 
to come out of the draft since Michael Haynes. Then I gave you a bonus on fourth down that you could even quantify. Deion Sanders twists his way, finds an alley. It's going to be a touchdown, Florida State. Deion Sanders. I was a guy that was going to put butts in seats. The guy had everything. It was just a question of who was going to take him at the top of the draft and when. I wanted to go to the combine to prove everything you heard was true. What I was told is he wasn't going to run a 40. There were a number of high-rated players for a long time would not run a 40-yard dash. And in Dion's case, why do I need it? I'm fast. It was no doubt that I was going to run the 40, and I was going to break the 40 record. That's all I came for. He probably heard the whispers of people saying, well, is he really that fast? All right, I'm going to show the world that I am the fastest man on earth. Many different times I've asked Dion point blank on the air and off camera, and for many times he's been very coy. I hear he hops on a jet, and I'm assuming private jet, which in that time costs a lot of money, but hey, it's prime time. Pulls up on the scene, he said, hey, hey, limo driver. They roll the little window down. I'll be right back. I don't even believe I stretch, you know why? Because I never seen a cheetah stretch before he go get his prey. He steps on the line, puts that hand down, and I ran it. And I ran so fast, I felt like I was floating. I felt like I was kind of coming off the ground. And as I hit the finish line, I can remember saying to myself, say it! Because I know everybody was in disbelief. Everybody stops, takes a breath. I just wanted the first person to say four, two something, because I four, three wasn't even in the factor. All right, it was a 419, the fastest 40 time ever recorded at the combine. What did he run? He said, hey, plus or minus 4-2, Casually timed Dion at 4-2-7 at the combine? He was wrong. I heard it was faster than that, but 4-2-9 <laughs> is still extremely fast. Whoever had a 4-2-9 on their clock, they should look in the mirror and slap what they see because there's no way I ran a 4-2-9. Hey, right here, sports fans. I don't care what anybody says. This is the official times from 1989. There are four times from Dion because there were four watches. 427, 427, 429, 433. Dion ran the 40, waved goodbye, and was out the door. Didn't break stride at the end of the finish line. Actually just kept running. Coach Belichick told me point blank. He said I was in the <laughs> building. He said he knew he ran so fast that he just jogged right out the tunnel and, and was gone. Hots in the limo. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, limo driver, take me back to the jet. <laughs> that, that's the truth. Everybody want to say, you know what? He ran, he kept straight out of the building, jumped in the limo, and go. That was my persona. People at home are saying, Nate, you're a storyteller. You love to exaggerate. This might be true, but I dare you to prove me wrong. But this is what truly happened. After I ran the 40 and did what I had to do, I just grabbed my bags, went on back to the hotel, conducted a few more interviews, and went on by my merry way. That was it. One thing that Dion has been steadfast about for years, never wavered on this, is that he definitely ran a sub 240, and I can't dispute that, nor would I ever want to disprove it. Matter of fact, right now, anybody 35 and over, I get you right now. I will walk off this TV stage and get you right now. I love it, dude. I love it. I remember hating him as a player, like, you know, being a fan and, and seeing him as a player because he obviously didn't play for the Steelers or, or the you know, at, later on the Packers, obviously. But, man, looking back, 
I really appreciate it. Talking about someone who had fun, he brought flair. He just uh, he he added so much to the game of football. Probably, probably the best corner to ever play the game. And people will talk about you know Darrell Revis and, and and some of these great corners. You know your Champ Bailey's and um, name a shutdown corner. Richard Sherman is prime. Dion's. Amon Carroll, hit him with that family feud, Tim. I ain't got time to do it, but that's unbelievable. Amon Carroll. Um, <laughs> yeah, another one, too, uh, that came to mind was um, Terrell Buckley. You guys remember Terrell Buckley? Buck, another, another Florida State guy. Yeah, yeah. kind of cut from the same cloth as Dion, right? You know, he's supposed to be a kick returner and all that. Um, I just remember everybody – Making a big deal about him as I went back and watched the old tape of Brett Favre his first year starting. But anyway, Deion Sanders, Carly Ray, you ever you ever heard that story there, Carly, about Deion Sanders running the forty? No, I sure didn't. But I'm wondering back then was it he? I guess he didn't come out of college if he was already riding in a limo. Well, that's it's it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, back then players didn't get paid anything. Obviously, they didn't. Uh, you've seen the gold chains and every like, yeah. Um, just goes to so show he you. probably had a little side side hustle going on. Yeah, he was playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing all kinds of stuff. He had all kinds of endorsements that I'm sure was was not supposed to be happening. Um, it's funny you say that too because Gary Eller, Ellerson the other day on Wildey's show was talking about. They said they asked him why did you choose Wisconsin over Georgia and this and that or whatever, and Gary laughed and said um, they had the better NIL deal. <laughs> and, and bro, you should have seen Wildy's face. It was like, <laughs> I think we just broke news here. <laughs> it was awesome, absolutely awesome. So, I don't know. Deion De- really Sanders, funny. fun fact: the only athlete in American sports history to play in a Super Bowl and a World Series. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, and there's a thirty for thirty on that, isn't there? On him going back and forth from Dion or from uh from the Atlanta the Atlanta. Braves to at the time was it the Yankees he was playing for? Am I thinking right? Who was he playing for? He was with the Yankees later in his career, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah, I know he played for the Braves too, but yeah, he was definitely uh, he played for Cincinnati as well. Um, yeah, one of the things too, uh, uh, an old baseball story on Dion, and then we'll get to some of this combine talk. I think it was, I think it was his rookie year with the Yankees. So I think when he was young, he played with the Yankees team. I could be wrong, hmm. but he signed a big contract, some kind of big signing bonus. And he stepped into the box the first time, and somebody was heckling and giving him a rough time. I don't know all the details, but they said he stepped in the box, and he didn't say anything. All he did was drew a dollar sign in the dirt in the batter's box, and it caused a fight and everything, dude. Like two teams. Yeah, went- you're right. The Yankees drafted him. Was that what so it was? 89 and 90 with the Yankees. He finished his career with Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, – God, it was good times, man. Seeing him uh, – Seeing him high-stepping, me being mad as a kid that he was high-stepping up the field, showboat. And I look back and I go, God, it was great. I love it, dude. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So, all right. So, there's your uh, your uh, combine video. That I got another one here, too. We'll just turn the sound down um, on it. But this was Quay Walker. Just a, a couple of quick clips of him and some of the drills. These are some of the things you're going to see these guys do today, obviously, at 2 p.m. Central time. Uh, you see Quay. Man, he glides, dude. Just his change of direction. Yep. Wild. That's what we want to see more of this year. Hopefully he's at the Sam and, and, and blitzing a little bit more. But a uh, little slip there. But nonetheless, man, he dominated the combine, had a really, really good combine, obviously finished in the nines. Look at that dude right there. Man, he's a monster. I hope he has a breakout year in this 4-3 defense. Um, so we were kind of talking about RASs and what to expect from Goody, right? Um, 
and and how he may approach this whole thing. Um, we'll put that Anthony Perkins hire to the back here. So Quay Walker's RAS, right? We're looking at a linebacker possibly, right, guys? Uh, not necessarily in the first round, but probably at some point in this draft, I would say in the first three rounds, if the board falls just right, you're going to be looking to take a linebacker. This was Quay Walker's uh, RAS card, okay? So he finished with a 9.63. Now, what did he do well, right? What did he do well? His hand size, 9.2, arm length, 32.6. His height at 6'3.6, I guess is what that is. Is that how you guys are reading that too? Is Quay 6'3? I've heard I, can, I actually looked it up. I actually looked it up, Clayton, because I was wondering why they put why they list it like this, these numbers. So uh-huh. the first the first digit is is feet, so six. The second two digits are inches, so three inches, and then that sixth is is eighths of an inch. So sixth eighths. Six eighths, got it. So, so almost six, six four. Yeah. Cause I've heard many people just say he's six four. Um, that, you know, so obviously he was, he was technically 6'3", just shy of 6'4", but that puts him at the 9.5 score there in height, right? Um, weight, 241, okay? And that gives him a 7.49. So his weight being at 241 pounds actually dropped his RAS down a touch. Bench press, 23, dropped it down a touch to 7.6, okay? Vertical was in the red, a 4.2 at 32-inch vertical, okay? His broad jump, uh, was uh, it says 1002. Um, that would have been an 8.69 there. Now, some people were seeing that composite explosion grade. What does that mean? Something that um, the uh, Pat Kerwin and Take Your Eye Off the Ball they talk about how they developed a, an explosion grade. This is what they're talking about broad jump, vertical jump. That kind of you take those two numbers. I think there might be another another number or two that, that some people put into that explosion grade as well. That determines your explosion in your legs, how explosive you are, right? And, and why does that matter when you're coming off the ball, right? When you're exploding off the ball into whether it's into coverage, into a pass rush, whatever, that's a good uh, a good kind of uh, gauge of that, if you will. 40-yard dash, 4.52, um, that gave him a 9.6 grade. A 20-yard split, 2.6, that gave him a 9.1 grade. A uh, 10-yard split, 1.5, uh, gave him an 8.7 grade. Both, all, the, all three of those are in the green. Then your composite agility grade between the shuttle and the cone. His shuttle was a 4.32. That gave him a 6.6, so that dropped his RAS down a touch. And then his three cone was a 6.8. That was 9.9 scored. So some people were going, okay, what, what weight do you have to be to get a good grade, you know, like in the nines as far as weight as a linebacker? Here's Lorenzo Carter. And, Jacob, this is one of your draft crushes last year, right? Am I thinking right? Uh, other guy was uh, – Oh, the other guy Troy. was Troy Anderson. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So, Lorenzo Carter got a perfect 10 RAS. So, let's compare his weight to Quay Walker. See how he's a 9.1? He weighed 250 pounds. Quay weighed 241. So, he was nine pounds lighter than Lorenzo Carter. That was the difference between being a 7.49 and a 9.1 in the weight category, okay? Um, vertical jump, Quay's vertical jump was a 32, right? 32 inches, that gave him a 4.2 grade. That brung his RAS down pretty significantly, right? Um, Lorenzo Carter, his vertical jump was 36. That put him at 8.2. So I just want to kind of draw those parallels, right? Um, shuttle, a 4.32 in the shuttle for Quay gave him a 6.6. Lorenzo Carter didn't run it, so I pulled Troy Anderson. This is your guy, right, Jacob? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, again, you go to Quay Walker's um, – get Lorenzo Carter out of there. If you go to Quay Walker's shuttle, 432, 6.6, you go to 
uh, Troy Anderson's his shuttle was a 4.0. It gave him a 9.7. So there was the difference there. Just to kind of give you guys some some uh, alternating gauges here as to what to expect today from the linebackers because it's important that what this tells us about Quay is again these measurements aren't everything, but this was good enough for Goody to spend a first round pick on a linebacker. It says a lot, right? So let's kind of go around the horn there, Jacob. What, what do you think, as far as linebackers today, what do you think would be a good uh, – what are the most important things that we should key in on as far as the combine stuff with these linebackers to say, hey, that might be Goody's guy right there? Because to me, so, height comes to mind for sure. But go ahead. Yeah, it's actually a perfect segue. Tim, if you want to throw up our, um, our Packernet logo up there, just because right after you guys are done listening to this episode – you should listen to Ryan's latest episode that released this morning where he actually goes through and he highlights specifically what the correlations are between uh, teams, the way they draft versus what uh, it was. It, it's hard to break down exactly how he quantified the data, but he was either to find a positive or a negative correlation between either, you know, height, weight, vertical, the 40 and then versus whether or not a player developed into a decent player. It was, it, you have to listen to him explain how he did it, but he was able to, to work a formula. Basically what he found was for linebackers specifically, if I remember correctly, it was the vertical jump was the only thing that actually had a positive correlation, uh, which <laughs> doesn't look real great for Quay uh, in that aspect. But as far mm -hmm. as like uh, the corners and maybe like the edge defenders, I think it was like 10 yard split was a big one. And then one of them was a shuttle and three cone kind of thing. But he said, other than that, he was really surprised at how little these numbers actually correlate to positive numbers as far as the player's success. So, and he was surprised that the NFL didn't key on the certain ones he was able to find. He said that there was only like one or two stats that actually correlated positively. So he was just surprised. Gotcha. Good stuff, Tim. You or uh, Carly, you got anything to add here? Anything uh, come to mind? Any questions, comments? Yeah, so I was actually, I think that Jacob mostly answered this um, in what he just said and what to listen for. But so we know that um, like for quarterback, hand size is important. But for just to summarize it for like linebacker, what does that even, does that really matter that much? Like, are there certain things in here that you could just kind of discount like, okay, this is a good thing to know, but it really doesn't matter that no, there, much. Yeah, there absolutely is. I think hand size is that, you know, now. Yeah. Okay. Hand size obviously help you catch the football. We talk about that a lot, right? Grip and all that, all those things. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't put hand size in like this elite category, and that's why it's important. The RAS is the overall ranking compared to every other, uh, you know, player that's come out in the draft since the '80s. Basically, they've taken the best combination of a player, which we kind of talked about some of the best in history. I just showed them to you, um, and like a Troy Anderson or whatever. And you say, okay, these are as good as anyone has done. And it RAS is in the name, relative athletic score, right? So hand size, I don't put a lot of stock in that. Do you, Tim? Do you put a lot of stock in that? Not not for a linebacker, although we're talking about guys dropping picks. So maybe that's <laughs> yeah. a bit more important. But I think with, with linebackers, I mean, me personally, it's you know, it's your size, you know, you've got to be the right height, you've got to be, you gotta be big enough. Uh, to play in the NFL at that position. And then I would look at, yeah, you know, speed is important too. But really to me, it's the agility. Because if, you know, you're falling all over yourself and getting washed out of plays, it doesn't matter how fast or athletic you are or how big you are if you can't stay on your feet. So 
I would say size, agility, and and speed probably would be my my three picks. Got it. Got can it. I Thanks. can I clarify something about the RAS though, Clayton? That you yeah. said. Yeah. You were you were saying this is you know overall or the history of people, but isn't this doesn't this reset every single year? So it's relative only to the people within your position class this exact year, which is why if we go to a different year, you might have different numbers for the same or different values, RAS values for the same numbers. I imagine it shifts, yeah, through time. Um, again, it goes back to 1987, so it's... it's. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you have a player that kind of resets it, I'm sure, um, like we did last year, I guess it was, was it last year, 20 or it was 2022, wasn't it, Jacob, that your your boy had that that 10, right? Um, yeah. It, it's saying, yeah, so if he has better numbers, let's say someone comes out this year and has better numbers than Troy Anderson, then, yeah, I would imagine that would become the new bar, right? They would. They don't have, like, this this standard bar, I don't think. Jacob, am I understanding that correctly? Do you know for sure? To be honest, I don't necessarily know. Um, yeah, to me, it's, yeah. It, it, it's, it's taking everybody since 1987, throwing them in a pool and going, okay, who's had the best? All right, that's a 10, that's a 10, yeah. that's a 10. And – how does this player stack up against that? So I would imagine, Carly, what you're saying is true, that if another player comes in and resets that, that becomes the new standard. You know, um, I can't imagine they just got this one bar and go, okay, let's go off of this. So, uh, And, again, it's, it's funny, too, because we're sitting in here splitting hairs with it. You know what I mean? Which is good. You, you, every, you know, every bit of information is good information. Um, it's funny, Tim, as you were talking about high, and I'm sitting here going, poor Jeremiah Trotter Jr. He just wasn't born with a, a couple – a couple more inches of height there, right? And that's that's yep. going to hurt him in the draft. And you look at the tape, and it's like, this dude's a monster, you know? And there's been some great players. A.J. Hawk, phenomenal yep. linebacker. I don't care what anybody said. I crack up when people hate on A.J. Hawk. I'm like, you guys were not watching that tape. That dude <laughs> was so much jackbacking and everything. He was – he was he made that defense go in the middle. Watching you can probably count on one hand how many missed tackles he had in his career. Yeah. Too. And, and never missed a game, always played hurt. Someone I remember being in the message boards. This was like back in 2012 or so. It was way back in the day, way back in the day. It might have even been closer to 2010. And uh, the old message boards used to be the old Twitter guys. That was where we, us football nerds, would go into these these uh, forums, right, and, and talk just like you would on Twitter, you know, go in there and argue as opposed to someone doing it on your Twitter page. And uh, I remember people talking about, he's so slow, he's so slow. And I pulled a tape and showed it, pulled a video and showed him coming across the field and chasing down Adrian Peterson from behind. I'm like, yeah, he's slow, you moron. Adrian Peterson is like the best running back in the game today, one of the fastest, strongest. A.J. Hawk just ran him down on an angle from the opposite hash 
but AJ Hawk slow. It just people when you when you get drafted in the top five, I think it was the top five that AJ was taking. You're just gonna get hated on. That's just the way it is. Um, that's just the that's life right there, man. When you're at the top of the mount, but um, AJ was one of those guys that was shorter, right? Uh, you know, more of an edge defender, pass rusher. James Harrison got knocked. Uh, in in Pittsburgh for his height. He was a dominant pass rusher, right? So some guys that don't really matter, but you got to kind of play the numbers, man. That's what the draft is. Um, if other teams are going to put less value on them, why should you spend your first-round pick on a guy that you think you could probably get in the second or third round? That's how you end up losing on guys, but it's also how you end up, um, you know, waiting around and playing the board just right too. So um, Interesting conversation, though. I thought it would be cool to kind of look into that stuff. We're going to do the same thing with the defensive lineman here in just a second. I'm going to get to the chat, though, real quick. I know we got a couple marked. Um, let's see here. Reef uh, clarifying what he was saying earlier. He says, what I'm saying is our team is a bunch of B-plus, A-minus players, not counting Aaron Jones and Jair. What I'm saying is add potential Hall of Famers to the roster like Barkley and Winfield. Gotcha. So you're just saying, hey, go after the elite of the elite. The problem with that is, and I don't have a problem with it for the right price, but the problem is when you add that kind of top of talent, man, it puts you in salary cap hell real quick. And that's where you've got to pick and choose what positions are most important for that. That's why you'll hear me say tier one and tier two. Tier one, edge defender, defensive tackle on defense, on offense, quarterback, tackle. You're willing to spend all the money in the world on those four positions because they are top tier one of importance positions, right? What, what people refer to as premier positions tier two, in my opinion is middle linebacker and post safety. Okay. Notice I didn't say corner. That's why I wasn't huge on the Jair Alexander, make him the most expensive cornerback in the league. You're, you're faced with a tough decision to give him that contract because it's like, man, you're letting a great player go uh, arguably the best corner in the game when he's at the top of his game. But I'm looking at it from a, a position tier of importance, right? Um, it's tough. And, and and the same thing applies like the running back. Yeah, you can go out and have the best running back in football, right? Name the Super Bowl champion in the last 10 years that won the Super Bowl because they had the best running back in football. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> and you think of one, Jacob. I can't – right offhand, and there may be one. I can't think of one. Where you'd say, yeah. Uh, Todd uh, Gurley. With the Rams, back in the well, when, yeah, when they made it, yeah. I mean, you said within the last ten years, right? Was that? Yeah, he was he was the best back in football. They made it to the Super Bowl, but did, did they win it with him? I was thinking he was gone the next year. I could be wrong, but I was thinking he was gone the That's next. That's right. Year. You're right. I think they You're made right. it to the Super Bowl, and then when they won the Super Bowl, he was off the roster. He was gone. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was definitely that year they made it to the Super Bowl. He was definitely the best running back in the league for sure. Um. Think of it just shows you how how short that time is, right? I mean, oh, he yeah. dominated and it's gone. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like a fart in a fan factory, man. Um, no. So, the uh, as far as the positions, running back. You mentioned running back. You mentioned now safety, Winfield. That's where I'm like, hey, you over, you never over, overpay for good. You overpay for great. Check the box. I think he's great. Safety tier two of importance. It's not tier one, but it's tier two. That it might be borderline good. tier one with this team right now. We got one safety in the building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's going to be custodians out there. There's going to be, uh, you're going to have Arnie Herbers coming out of uh, Me and Jacob are just going to stretch a little. We're going to get out there, try and walk on. Jacob, yeah. what kind of RAS would you have, man? Right now? <laughs> I'd be a solid. over. <laughs> it could be a, a solid 
I'd hope I could get a six. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at a two, two, two daddy sodas. That's my RAS. Mine would have dot, dot, dot as if, hey, let him finish running the 40 yard dash. He's still not done yet. Um, and then we'll get the numbers compiled. I'm just telling you right now, man. Um, yeah. I love when Carly Ray puts stuff in the private chat. Let's us know she has to step away. She's she's literally over the, over there being super mom while she's helping do a podcast. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Um, Thanks, so yeah, Emilio. yeah, Emilio. Oh, hey, Mark, <laughs> Mark those boys, Mark them, and we'll talk about them. Um, I'm eager to see what Emilio's in there stirring up. Reef, uh, <laughs> I love it. Emilio said I was going to call Jacob at a six point three four forty yard dash. There you go, man. Six, hey, baby. Is, that, is that his RAS score or is that his 40 times? <laughs> either way, either way. <laughs> if I if if I somehow, some way had a six RAS, I would be doing backflips, man. That, yeah, yeah, that, there ain't no way I'm sniffing six. You kidding me? No. That's what's funny. We're in here going, hey, his RAS was, you know, it was bad, 7.2. And we're, we're like, we couldn't even register. Can't even get out of the car without pulling something. Exactly. Exactly. Let's see what else we got. So, Reef, yeah, thank you for the comment, Reef. Um, again, I'm on board with Winfield Barkley. That's a no go for me, man. Um, yeah. You know, if you were suggesting, hey, go add someone like Barkley um, for the right price, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not that running back isn't important, it's just, in in the tier of importance, you know, it's running back might be at the bottom of the bottom of the list, you know. Um, so uh yeah, and as far as offense, those tier two, um, I just have one at center. I don't even have wide receiver listed as tier two. I don't. And people go, How can you say that? Because Bill Walsh said that. Bill Walsh said it's the last piece you put in place on a team. Um, I'm gonna trust his judgment over mine and my emotional self. Uh, let's see here. Milltown Corey says, keep up the great work, fellas. I prefer listening to you guys talk about football more than my local Packers radio station. Thanks again for the great work. Go back, go. Thank you, Milltown Corey. We appreciate you, bub. Um, what, what we're trying to do here, man, all this show is, is Packer fans talking about the stuff that we think matters to Packer fans. Um, we're trying to key in on, all right, let's, let's try to learn as fans and uh, understand exactly what's going on with the team right now. And uh, again, the whole vision here with Packers total access, the channel, and, and obviously good morning Lambo was to uh, all of us to learn as we go along more or less. So appreciate you hanging out with us today though, buddy. Um, let's see here. One last one. Peter Stone said, so who's this year's shutdown corner of the draft in your guys' opinion, if any, Ooh, man, for me, goal. for me, it's, it's simple. And I'm going to be honest, man. It's uh, I think it's Quinion Mitchell. That's the one I'm most excited about. Um, that's the guy that, to me, he checks all the boxes. You know, sometimes you get a player and it's like, man, they dominated this year. And you go back a year and go, ah, oh, he was cheeks. He was absolutely dominant the last two years. Then you go, okay, well, he played at Toledo. Good point. What did he do at the senior bowl? Oh, he just went down and embarrassed the hell out of everybody at the senior bowl. Okay, check the box. He did it against college football's top talent at the senior bowl. Now, if he comes out at the combine and tests well, it's it's going to be it's going to be done for me now. My board doesn't suggest that because my board doesn't have my personal opinion. But if you're asking me, just as a fan, who's your favorite? Who do you think's the best? Quinion Mitchell's at the top for me. What do you think, Jacob? Uh, two of them. Well, there's three corners that specifically when I was reading over the, what their tendencies and what they're really good at. Terry and Arnold, T.J. Tampa, and Ennis Rakestraw, who I know t- Tim loves. Um, apparently, they're really good at um, locking receivers and jabbing them at the line of scrimmage. Uh, very comfortable with using their hands and jamming a lot and that they're really good at it. So 
to me that kind of matches what I've heard Halfley describe as what he likes, especially like on, you know, your outside corners. Um, those are the guys that I'm looking at more of. Uh, and then that Kyrie Jackson again from Oregon sounds like he's just a baller. Yeah. Tim, what, what do you think? Is, is it Rake Straw for you? Or do you like someone else? I've got, well, yeah, that's my draft crush for sure. But mm-hmm. if you're talking about potential shutdowns, um, I got two other names. I'm going to go with Kool-Aid McKinstry. As a Who's dropping player. like crazy. And it's yeah, he's dropping right now. Um, Good. Let him drop yeah, right so, there. Yeah, Kool-Aid out of uh, Alabama. And then uh, Nate Wiggins out of Clemson. Looks like uh, he could be one of those dudes too. Those those two names come to mind. But yeah, Ennis Rakestraw is my, my dude for this draft for sure. Got it. Good stuff. Carly, uh, do you got one? If not, it's totally cool. I know you said you had something on RAS too, but uh, if you want to add something to the cornerback talk, go right ahead. If not, uh, what do you got on RAS? I don't know like a whole lot about the cornerbacks other than what you guys have been saying and just kind of listening to various things. But I, if anybody, kind of about RAS, but about 40 time, um, I don't know if you guys know, but if you go to Lambeau, they actually have a – 40 yard dash thing set up um at the like in title town and it'll actually time you and you can find out your time and i so happened to run a 7.28 which (laughs) (laughs) is real real slow so anybody who goes there any and any of the listeners here you guys should totally when we're in the chat sometime if you happen to make it to a game and please time yourself and tell us what you have because that would just be awesome (laughs) to hear I love it. And and also in the Packer Hall of Fame, if you guys get a chance to go to the Packer Hall of Fame, they've got a section where you can do the vertical jump. Mandy's got a picture of me pulling a butt cheek trying to do the vertical. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, it's I, I don't know what I would run in the 40, but I, I'd never been clocked in the 40 either. I was just clocked in baseball time. They would do us first to second is how they done it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Emilio, Max Melton, look at my man. Terry and Arnold Chad Inc. says, all right, good stuff, good stuff. Everybody kind of, um, yeah, Emilio, you do need to see that, don't you? You do need to see that, that vert. Emilio says, I need to see that vert. Like, no, you do not, buddy. You don't need to see me in the Yo. hospital. Bro. I love when Emilio doesn't show up for the show, and then he just comments the whole right. show. No, like, he's, he's too busy. Doing, he's, working, <laughs> he's, he's working, Jacob. He's too busy. He, he doesn't have time to hang out with us, man. He's got, you know, he's got stuff, to, which means he's sitting on a stump right now, not working outside. And he's just yeah. watching the show. And right now he's laughing because he knows it's true. So there you well, go. Emilio, don't forget. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> all. At all times. That's the only thing you need in life, man, right there. Uh, let's see here. Reef in the chat says, Devin White running back from New England. I think he meant, yeah, running back, Devin White. Anyway, uh, had an awesome game in the Super Bowl um, and also a great year that year. Not really a Hall of Famer. Oh, you're talking about uh, – it wasn't Devin. Was it Devin White? What was it? James. James. James White. White. Yeah, the James White. Back. Yeah, and you're right, man. He dominated that Super Bowl. But again, that perfect example. The team that had the best running back in the league, right, didn't win the Super Bowl. They had James White, and he was the dominant player in the Super Bowl, and no one considered him the top running back in the league, right? So just another example of how you can kind of – and it's, it sucks because you can see the talent at running back, whether it's free agency or the draft, and go, man, these these are the best of the best right here. But you also go, but, man, can I get a really good one late? You know, that's the stuff that comes into play. So, um, William Gould in the chat. William Livingston Gould in the chat said, uh, uh, at 72 years old, I would have to pack a lunch to run the 40. Me, hey, I'm 41, William, and I'd have to pack a lunch – 
and probably a little snack in between lunch too, to be honest with you, bud. I'm going to start stretching now. I'll meet you guys at Titletown in July when I'm all ready to go. <laughs> Tim's going to show up shredded, ready to roll, man. Have the headband on and everything. Have and the still, still chain. run a, a sub 10 second 40. <laughs> I love it. Instead of the limo there for him to run the 40 and get right in the limo, it'll be an 87 Volvo. He'll just get right in it and out, out of the park a lot, man. I love it. You do that. I'll be sitting on the patio there at uh, at Kohler Lodge, sipping a coffee and eating one of those scones they got in there. You See, know the key saying? is, is you got to make sure you time it right because there's a lot of kids that hang out at Titletown there. It's right by the playground, so you don't you don't want to be the the old man out there running over little kids trying to have a good time. So <laughs> what do you want to do? You have to get up like early that. in the morning, get there right when it opens. Heck yeah, you got to time it like Michael Scott so that a car drives by right as you're running your thirty. <laughs> <laughs> 32 miles an hour beat it oscar yeah. <laughs> milltown Corey says james watt wisconsin badgers baby that's right he was a wisconsin Badger. man they can churn out the running backs there's no doubt about it uh too old for this there's no more golds it's just livingston <laughs> Love it. jen livingston gould i presume carly ray trying to get something started here listen i want everyone who decides to do what carly says we can race each other at the training camp um I, everyone has to sign a waiver saying Clayton is not responsible for any Achilles, any ACL, <laughs> any butt cheats, any hammies or anything. I'm not going to be responsible for that. So. Oh, man, here we go. Here we go, Clayton. What do you got? Eat a plate of fettuccine Alfredo before you race. Got a carb load, man. Carb that load. Be the requirement. We all That's have to sit down and eat a whole bowl of fettuccine Alfredo, then go out and run the 40-yard dash. That would be hilarious. It's oh, my favorite line for some reason. I don't know why. When he goes, I ate more fettuccine Alfredo and drank less water than any time in my life. <laughs> it just shows him throwing up. He's <laughs> like, I did it. Oh, it's hilarious, too, because those of you who don't know, like my old ball coach, he would tell us that the night before the game, he'd go, hey, when you go home tonight, pasta, load up on pasta, load up on pasta, because it's been proven that the next day it kind of – carries in your your energy is sustained the next day it's something that kind of sticks with you obviously i eat a lot of pasta now and it sticks with me in other spots but um it's just funny that michael scott did it right, right before, right before the office is the best dude. best show all right let's get out of here guys 56 minute mark go around the horn jacob did you have anything else you want to hit on man do you have any anything written down you want to talk about uh honestly not really i mean i had just my uh rankings for D linemen and linebackers and edge and that kind of stuff. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think we can, we'll have lots to talk about tonight. Um, I'm excited to watch. I get to watch the whole thing. It's going to be on NFL network. Is that correct? That is correct. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's all going to be all the coverage is on the NFL network. Yeah. So yeah. Do you have yeah. NFL network, Jacob? I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. I've got if so many. Apps. If you don't text me and check, I'll get you check your credit card account. statement, that'll you'll, you'll find out what you got. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man you get three three channels in the cooking network and it's it seems like it's 120 dollars nowadays you know what yep. I mean? back when i was a kid let me tell you we uh back yeah. in my day we had them rabbit ears on the tv we had that tv that had the knob with 15 channels if you just turn yep. you remember those and the and, floor and, model did you have the floor model in the yeah, big wood cabinet kidding yeah. me yeah and you know it as they wore out too the channel wouldn't catch. You had to catch it yeah. in between. You know, look at Jacob smiling. Yep. You, know, I mean, you had to get it right in between. Yeah. I watched the uh, the Bulls Jazz Championship games six and seven up in my room in my closet with one of those little TVs trying to get it because my dad was like, go to bed. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I 
love it. You mentioned defensive line there real quick. Let's just talk about it, and and we're not going to go over. We're just going to do it real quick, two minutes, okay? <laughs> this is Devontae Wyatt's RAS because they're going to be running today too, okay? Um, his height, 6'2", um, 6'2", and 7 eighths, um, 5.7 RAS, uh, 304, uh, 304 pounds, right, in the weight category, a 6.3 RAS. His vertical was 29. That was 5.8 RAS. His shuttle was 4.6 a 6.4 RAS, and he still finished at a 9.59. So just to show you, you get some of these defensive linemen today that finish, uh, you know, in the nines, and you could probably look at it and go, okay, Goody really doesn't care about height, right, when it comes to defensive linemen. Probably, you know, once you crack 300, I think you're okay is kind of the the story there, I believe. Vertical probably don't care too much, and then shuttle, um, obviously, it's okay. It's not like those were horrible. It wasn't like they were threes, right? That's a different story if you grade out that bad. That might be a warning sign. Now, Jordan Davis obviously knocked this out of the park. He had a 10. Um, that dude was 6'6". He got a 9 RAS score for, for his height there. 341 got a 9. So, obviously, you get up in the 340 range, that's going to get you a higher RAS there. Vertical jump, 32. Can you imagine being 6'6", 341 pounds and doing a 32-inch vertical jump? That's insane. Broad jump was 10.03. That gave him a 9.99. He had His broad jump was just phenomenal. It was so good. They were like, no agility testing required. We don't even need to see it. <laughs> it's wild. They're like, you're done, kid. Go sit down. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. So there you go. Um, just wanted to kind of draw those comparisons real quick as to what the, the range would be. It looks like 340. You get up in the 340 range, you're good. Um, obviously, 6'6 will get you in the 90s. So 6'2, uh, still solid, but um, low. That, that lowered Devontae White's RAS a touch. So um, the other news for the Packers, and we're out of here. Uh, Paul Brettel tweeted this out before we went live. He said, um, LaFleur said Halfley's experience with DBs was an important factor in hiring him. Halfley continues to build out that part of the coaching staff, reportedly hiring Oregon State's Anthony Perkins as assistant defensive backs coach, joining Downard and Ansley. So they continue to build that coaching staff there. I love that they bring these young guys in, and they look like most of these guys look like they can strap up and play ball, man. And I think the players are going to respect that. I really do. Um, huh? Gone to the Mike McCarthy days. It's a thing, too. Listen, here on, on Good Morning Lambo and Packers Total Access, we don't body shame, okay? But if you're asking a player to com- be, be completely committed to a cause and you're not allowed to eat anything you want to eat and you got to work out 24 freaking seven and make sure in peak performance and your coaching staff looks like they you know got Cheeto stains on their, on their whitey tidies. Probably not going to go over that well in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Lead by example, right? Leaders eat last. And speaking of leaders, Jacob, once you lead, oh, that's your what I meant. no body shaming. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> We're out of here, guys. We appreciate Clayton, y'all. you can never, ever, ever show that again because I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a part that of finger, life. That's just so gross. So gross. <laughs> Carly, don't you don't you dare be body shaming in here, okay? Yeah, what the hell? Do not be toxic, Carly. <laughs> All right. So speaking, well, wait, wait, speaking so- of body shaming, I just want to let everybody know that I did contact Mandy and I'm trying to get a video from Clayton doing that vertical jump try. Uh-huh. And it might be the last thing I ever do here because Clayton is gonna shut me out of this place forever, but I'm trying to get it. So yeah, y'all better tune back in here. <laughs> she had a video and a picture. I you know what's funny, Carly? I think the SD card is right down here. So 
she ain't getting to oh. it unless she's watching the stream now i gotta hide it again so we gotta find another place to put it Clayton <laughs> uh, got done with that vertical jump and was like and my knee um exactly and my butt and my hand and everything else but, um, but let's face it when i when i when i did that vertical that was a, a few years ago i was in my 30s so i was probably operating at somewhere around 65 percent. 65 percent. that wasn't peak clayton all right so don't make me break out the high school photos of when clayton didn't have three things could be a lot worse i could be a bears fan <laughs> it's true god very true all right we're out of here guys Appreciate y'all. Um, yeah. I don't know. What we'll hit the uh, Packers yet. history segment at some point uh, that we've had in the hopper for the last yeah. month now. You know, as I was making my second <laughs> cup of coffee this morning, I thought we got to hit that history. And I went, why? There's a lot to talk about right yep. now. There's going to be a time after the combine, maybe, definitely after the draft where we're kind of waiting for camp to get here. That might be the time to really press in. But when we run out of stuff to talk about, we will have stuff to talk about because we'll definitely dive into it. I'm with you, though, Tim. I keep looking down. I'm tired. I've got to top in that title for that video every single time, and I'm tired of it. I'm like, sorry, Art Daly. I apologize, Bub, but you're probably getting pushed to the – nobody puts baby in the corner, right? Art Daly's over like this. When are you going to talk about me? We'll get to it, man. We'll get to it, all right? Um, all right, cool. Let's get out of here. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. This was a lot of fun. Um, give a special shout-out to David Mitchell, member of the PTA Posse. Appreciate you, buddy. Congratulations on the mortgage, man. Go uh, go have a couple uh, a couple uh, breakfast daddy sodas today, all right? Because you, uh, you're you done, man. You got the job done. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, 2-0 for this says, I'm running I'm running a fun run in Scranton in May, dressing as Moe's welcoming children. I love it, dude. <laughs> that is hilarious. By the way, <laughs> I need to pull this clip. There was a a video, a police chase video, like the body cam of this dude getting pulled over because his car was stalled in the middle of the street. Long story short, he ended up being drunk and high, and he runs from the cops on foot. And it it will remind you of Moe's. This cop, he he runs so fast, the cop is out of breath. The cop gets to the point where he just started walking. And he's walking by this wood line, and he looks over, and the guy's standing in the bushes acting like he can't see him. And he goes, hey, and he takes off running again. If I didn't see how the, the thing ended with them beating the hell out of this guy in the bushes, I would think this is fake. Like, this dude ran, and every time they found him, he was like this. And then he'd take <laughs> off running again. It looked just like Moe's. I need to find it. We're going to show it tonight. That's what we're covering on PTA Live. That's what you get here, right? So thanks, 2-0, for this, for taking us off the rails again. We're out of here. We'll see you guys tonight. Enjoy the combine today. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, guys, at Packers underscore access. Tim, what's your Twitter handle, man? Oh, it's not important. <laughs> okay, there you go. Jacob, I, I know you feel the same way, don't you, Jacob? I don't care. Just trying to get people connected on here, man. You are a bunch of sticks. In I don't even honestly know what it is. I think it's a Green Bay beard or something like that. It kind of sounds like a beard. The beard. Look the at that beard. beard. That beautiful bastard over there. All right, we're out, guys. We'll see you guys tonight. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go, Pat, go.